Hello everyone, welcome to episode 8 of the Haunted Visions podcast. We are dedicated to stories of the paranormal, spine-chilling history, and adventures into the darkness of the unknown. So grab a flashlight, lock your doors, curl up under your blankets, and prepare to be scared. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Haunted Visions podcast, episode eight. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well. My name's Brandy. I'm here with my partner, Rachel. Hey, everybody. And today we're going to talk a little bit about Marie Laveau, who was on American Horror Story. Just saying. Angela Bassett. Yes, she's I, I want to marry her. Yeah. Yeah, she's amazing. I told my husband, I'm if if the opportunity ever arose, which I know it won't, that I will leave him for her. Yeah, <laughs> she could stop by. She could stop by and ask directions. You don't know. It's maybe. <laughs> so, um, Rachel, why don't you uh, go ahead and start out and tell us a little bit about her? So, um, in this episode, we're focusing on Marie Laveau and voodoo and a couple different things about New Orleans and the history of all that such. So, and when you think of New Orleans, you probably think of Mardi Gras and jazz and spicy gumbo and some beautiful cemeteries. But New Orleans simply isn't New Orleans without its rich history of interesting and mysterious characters like that of the famous voodoo priestess and entrepreneur. She was an entrepreneur, Brandy. She was. Marie Laveau. And she helped shape NOLA into what it is today. And without her, such a strong voodoo presence may not have become so prevalent in New Orleans. So back in the day in 1794, Marie Laveau graced the world with her presence. And her mother was sold into slavery at a young age, but managed to buy her freedom before starting a family. Thus, Marie was born a free woman. She grew up in New Orleans and practiced Catholicism. Um, Catholicism was widespread in the region due to missionaries teaching religion to slaves. And missionaries practically tried to eradicate any other form of African to traditional religion, uh, but this did not stop many African families from trying to keep um, religions such as voodoo alive and well. And when Marie was 18, she met and married a Haitian immigrant by the name of Jacques Paris, Um, It is said that she was quite taken with him and he was enchanted by her remarkable beauty. And that's another reason, side note, why I think they did a great job of casting um, Angela Bassett as Marie Laveau in Coven for American Horror Mm -hmm. Story because she's drop dead gorgeous too. Excuse me. So it's been reported that Marie had one to two children with Jackies. However, it is believed that these children died at a very early age. Obviously, you know, medicine wasn't that great back then. And anyway, Marie worked as a hairdresser in the French Quarter and became very popular with the white affluent housewives of the time. And she used this to her advantage and she made sure to learn all the latest gossip. About six months into their marriage, Jacquise vanishes from written record. And people began calling Marie the Widow Paris because of this. Um, Some would just call her the Widow or the Widow Paris. And many believe that Shaquise did not really die, but maybe he left her to go back to Haiti. So um, what might have happened to him is still largely disputed mystery because there's no written record of what happened to the man. He just kind of up and left. Maybe she killed him. That's another huge um, debate that goes on. Maybe she killed him or maybe he left her or maybe there was an affair that she found out about and he decided to up and leave. Not sure. So shortly after he died... 
or ran away or was possibly abducted by aliens or whatever the hell happened to him. Right. <laughs> Marie met Christophe Glapion and Christophe instantly fell in love with Marie and they settled down into a little love nest within the year uh, right after Jacques went MIA. Okay. So back then, common law marriage was still a thing and that is exactly what Marie and Christophe had. So from what I could find, it's been said that they had up to 15 children together. It's a lot of kids. Uh, many of the children died very young. Again, pretty common back then, unfortunately. And only two of them, of her children, made it to adulthood. And she named her youngest daughter Marie. And Marie ended up continuing her mother's legacy long after she died. So, and I joke around with my husband if we ever have kids. I always say, like, I kind of like the name Rachel. I know that's maybe a little pretentious. I don't know. But I really like it. Can I have a Rachel Jr.? And Ray- he said... RJ. Right. And he's like, oh... We don't do juniors. Females don't do juniors. But you know what? Marie Laveau did it, and she was pretty badass. So if she can get away with it, I'm going to try to get away with it. I think you should. We'll see what happens. Probably nothing. So, (laughs) unfortunately, um, Christophe passed away in 1855, and Marie then began focusing on practicing voodoo and helping others in the community. Yeah, it's kind of sad. She really, really loved him. Many of the magic rituals and charms that Marie would offer were meant to secure a lover or to keep a lover. Other spells were meant to help others financially or socially. And angry housewives would pay Marie big bucks to create an incantation that would help them get revenge on their cheating husbands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because of all Marie witnessed during her upbringing, she would often sympathize with the African slaves of the area and charge them very low fees or sometimes nothing at all for her voodoo rituals. Um, Marie would provide, now I don't know if I'm going to say this right. I'm assuming it's called Grigri. Um, it's spelled Gris, Gris. But um, th- what they are basically is little pouches and charms filled with herbs, spices, and potions to ward off evil or bring good luck. So mm-hmm. she would provide them those things pretty much for nothing. Historians and skeptics believe that Madame Laveau would use the gossip she picked up while doing hair as ammo to predict the futures, futures of her clients or make it seem like she knew all and was conspiring with higher unknown powers. Imagine coming to Marie to have your hair done. Maybe you found her through a friend and you were desperate to have a child or keep a lover. If Marie used her cunning social abilities and told you that she knew why you had come to her without you saying a word and maybe gave you a spell or a concoction of herbs to fix your problem, would you believe that it was just a big sham? Because if I just showed up and some voodoo woman was saying, oh, I know why you're here and told me my, like, my whole life story, I would probably believe her. I believe all voodoo women. Yeah, you should. They're powerful. Mm-hmm. Back then, uh, she was so confident and beautiful, it was hard to disbelieve that anything she would recommend would lead somebody down a bad path. Especially if you heard from a friend of a friend that her voodoo was real and it was a real deal and helped them get through with their troubles. Marie would perform captivating dances with snakes and hundreds of people would travel great distances to see her perform this ritual. She was said to continue to do this well into her 80s. I mean, she lived a long time and was healthy as an ox the entire time. Um, She would also use her enchanting nature to catch the respect and the eyes of public figures, almost as if she had everyone under her spell. So for what it's worth, according to the Oxford Dictionary, voodoo is defined as a black religious cult practice in the Caribbean and the southern U.S., combining elements of Roman Catholic ritual with traditional African magical and religious rites and characterized by sorcery and spirit possession. 
Marie took this religion and used it to her advantage. She was reported to have the largest following of believers and patrons, and that she was one of the only true voodoo priestesses. Though the definition of voodoo may sound dark, many even believe it's a practice that helps balance good and evil. Marie made it known that voodoo was meant mostly to help desperate souls in need of salvation. So here are some interesting facts about voodoo. Over 80 million people practice it today. <clears throat> some common items used in voodoo rituals uh, as today as well as back in Marie Laveau's day are talismans made of wood or metal, spices or herbs, live snakes, chickens, uh, stones, musical instruments, dried or fresh flowers, statues or pictures of Catholic saints, and even money. Usually the items are laid out on an altar. Animals are sometimes sacrificed, but in those cases, usually for contacting dark spirits. Voodoo also has strong ties to Christianity, and voodoo can, ma- can be meant for mainly healing the body and mind. It you- sounds like, you know, like, I guess, old days of how yoga is for today. Maybe it was, mm-hmm. it just seems like some weird form of relaxation techniques, too, maybe, mm-hmm. for back in the day. I don't know. I don't Get your know. magic on. Uh, You can't talk about voodoo without talking about what's on everyone's mind when the subject is mentioned, and that's voodoo dolls. Voodoo dolls can be made from fabric, wood, string, or hair. A common misconception about voodoo dolls is that they are meant only to hurt the ones they are representing. Most would assume the pins in the doll are placed there to hurt that part of one's body. Fun fact. Sure. (laughs) The pins are usually there to actually hold a part of a person that is being represented represented such as hair a picture of a person or a piece of the fabric that the person owns so they use the pins to just what they're what they're meant for just to hold stuff hold stuff there together they didn't have tape back in the day right (laughs) usually voodoo dolls are meant for protection or even to help cure what might be ailing someone it's not always used in a dark manner but then again if someone has ill intentions while practicing a ritual then dark outcomes are thought to occur dun 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 right I have I have made a few voodoo dolls back in my time. <laughs> I've said a couple things with ill intentions. Exactly. <laughs> uh, back in the 1800s, the people of New Orleans attributed Marie's long life of 87 years to the magic she harnessed from practicing voodoo. Marie died in June of 1881, but her legacy did not stop at the grave. Maria helped everyone in the community by feeding the poor and taking care of those in need. She would cook for her neighbors, treat others who were sick or dying in their beds, and showed no fear during bursts of disease and illness in the city. Another side of Miss Laveau reveals that she also helped arrange orgies for many prominent political and rich members of societies. She would help run boudoirs in exchange for the latest important gossip and for money. She She was an entrepreneur. She was. That's why I said earlier, she definitely, man, she had that spirit and spunk, yeah. and she wasn't afraid to arrange an orgy or two. Yeah, you know, who amongst us? She was a badass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, her daughter, Marie Laveau II, or we'll just call her Junior, was just as captivating as her mother. Perhaps that's the reason why so many people claimed the original Marie didn't actually die in 1881. The citizens of New Orleans gossip that Marie was alive and well and others in surrounding cities would have claimed would claim to have seen her historians believe these rumors were spread to keep the mysticism surrounding Miss Laveau alive and well another theory is that others saw her daughter 
and were convinced that it really was that uh, that it really was Marie. Mm-hmm. After all, Junior did still practice voodoo and charge for her services. She was able to find plenty of business in good old Nola. Marie, the first final resting place is in a mausoleum in St. Louis St. Louis's cemetery number one. According to Atlas Obscuria, historians debate whether Marie is really buried there. They state that it is mentioned in her obituary, but some say they don't believe her body is truly in the tomb. There is a tomb in St. Louis Cemetery number two that has the name Marie Laveau on it. It's believed that this may be the tomb of Marie's daughter, but some think it's actually the home of the original Madame Marie Laveau. In 2014, Marie's tomb in St. Louis Cemetery Number 1 had to be renovated due to vandalism. For decades, visitors and tourists would leave gifts of cigars, booze, money, dolls, flowers, and even statuettes of saints all around her tomb as offerings. They would also perform a ritual in order to ask Marie for a favor or for for her to grant their wishes. The ritual consisted of drawing three X's onto the plaster walls of the tomb, spinning around three times and knocking on the tomb three times, or scratching at the ground with your foot three times, like a chicken scratches at the ground or like a horse counts. (laughs) In order for your... The number one selling product of its kind with over 20 years of research and innovation. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Wish to come true after the ceremony, you have to leave an offering. Sadly, you can't do this anymore due to the strict guidelines of the cemetery. You can thank the years of vandalism for that. It's just so sad that people go in. Like, why? What did this dead people do to you? Nothing. Nothing. Why do you have to destroy their crap? It doesn't make sense. Uh, The final straw came when someone coated Marie Laveau's tomb with pink latex paint. Hmm. Historians and contractors went through a very painful process of restoration in order to correct the destruction. These days, you can only get into these beautiful cemeteries by having a tour guide take you there. Or if you have deceased relatives buried there. Multiple tour groups go in and out of these cemeteries all the time, so the next time you're in NOLA, pay this extraordinary voodoo priestess a visit. Be warned, you must be respectful, lest you be cursed by this mistress of magic. And as I was researching this, I found there were so many stories of people that, you know, would say, I went there, I did this little ritual before they shut it down in 2014 and wouldn't let people do it anymore. And then they would come out and say, you know, what I asked actually came came true and they're blown away. Some people, they claim that she cured um, their infertility struggles. Some people claim that they brought, that she helped bring wealth to their family within like a month of visiting the tomb. Another guy 
I saw an account that he said she was able to cure his drug addiction problem. Dang. Yeah, I mean, he was he must have been pretty low and desperate to be to have to go to right. those lengths, but it pulled him out, so whatever works. Right. And I I know a lot of skeptics would say, "Oh, it's well, it's probably your state of mind, you know, if you go and do something and, you know, you believe it's going to work, well then it's going to work for you." Da, da 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 da. But I was really depressed um not this past August, but August of 2016. I went to New Orleans for the first time with my family and I was devastated when I realized that I couldn't go in and do that ritual because I'm totally, that's totally right up my alley and I couldn't do it. And I don't understand why someone would go and pour pink latex paint all over it. That doesn't really. Because people suck. They're a-holes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So what did you think about Marie Laveau? She is a very, very interesting character. Um, I think she was very entrepreneurial. I think that she was very, very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, she really was a, she was a neat, neat lady. It's, um, her life was filled with a lot of sadness. That's, um, yeah, that's how I felt when I was researching. Yeah. It just, it made me sad looking and even though she lived such a long life, you know, it just it was made sad. Really she had sad. all these kids die and she yep. had, you know, uh, the first husband took off then you know the second one died I mean it's just it's sad it is sad but she still had a, you know a huge heart for her community and mm-hmm. loved New Orleans and loved helping people who really needed her help and I think she was very cunning and it was very smart of her to use the gossip mm-hmm. in the hair salon sure. to her advantage and who knows I mean maybe there was some you know some mystic or you know magic that was involved in it but I think a lot of it was my personal opinion is that she was using that ev- everything she learned exactly right to her to help like you said be an entrepreneur gain money help support her family yeah yeah and it's you know it's still badass and there may have been I mean there may have been something you know guiding her doing whatever and mm-hmm. and uh, but yeah she was smart smart lady Oh, absolutely. So, Brandy, would you like to tell people where they can submit stories for us when we normally do our ghastly ghost section? Yes. Uh, you. We have an email address. What is it? It's hauntedvisionspodcast at gmail. There you go. So, if you have any ghost stories you'd like us, you'd like to share with us, uh, so that we can read it uh, on one of the podcasts, we'd greatly appreciate it. Just send it there. Um, I also want to thank are uh, two, and they're not necessarily new, but we just kind of figured out our Patreon. Um, Sue Story and Christine Bourgeois, thank you so much for your support. It's very much appreciated. Those are our new uh, Patreon supporters. If you would thank like to you. support us on Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash hauntedvisions, and you can um, contribute a little bit to our little podcast. Uh, we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um you can also you can clearly find us on iTunes and Stitcher and all the major um, podcast apps and things like that. So, um, but again, that's Patreon.com backslash Haunted Visions. Uh, we also have a Facebook page. It's just Haunted Visions. We're on Facebook. We get mm-hmm. a lot of good uh, stories and input and things like that on there. So, um, if you want to check us out and, and come on over and join our little our little family. Mm-hmm. Um, I do, I actually have a little something that I figured out this weekend that was weird at my house. So I have moved in, my parents, when they built their house, built it so that my grandmother could live, um, live independently in the basement. So she has a 
there's kitchen, there's all kinds of stuff down there. And it's like a little apartment setup. It is. It's a little apartment setup, and it's very nice. But um, she died uh, almost a year ago, and um, my mom has cleaned out a lot of her stuff. But of course, there's still some some things down there that were hers. And um, myself and my youngest son moved in down there um, while we sell our house. And when we moved in, my grandmother had this Thomas Kincaid clock. Uh, hideously kitschy and it's but my mom you know left it there and when we moved in the thing didn't work it just and I wondered if we had to wind it or if we had to put a new battery in it or whatever but it didn't work and so I just kind of ignored it and moved on with my life and a couple of weeks ago I was looking at it and it was working what it was working it just Um, started working it just started working it was the weirdest thing um and I asked so I went and I asked my mom and and you know we've had some other things going on in the house. We've got some some doors that open and close down in the basement and things like that. Nothing big. Um, but I asked my mom if she had replaced the battery or wound it or whatever it was she needed to do. And she's like, I haven't touched that clock in ever. Yeah, it's probably not even on her mind. Yeah, no. But uh, but there it was. It works. It's working now. It's just keeping you know keeping the time and doing its thing. So maybe it's your grandma letting you know that she's there I, for you. That's what I wonder. Um, you know. I, I, I need a bigger sign, but yeah, that's what, it's comforting actually to, to look at it and see it, see it running. Um, yeah. but so that's my little side well, note. Well, that's kind of sweet, Brandy. Yeah. That's sweet. I, I'm like you though. I'm, I want like all the signs in the world. Yeah. I'm going to need something to hit <laughs> me in the face. <laughs> if she did that though, you'd probably freak out a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but you know. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. Sure. That's it's creepy, but it's sweet at this all at the same time. Well, yeah, it's that's me. <laughs> creepy and sweet all at the same all time. All at the same time. It's like the Sour Pouch Kids. First they're sour, then they're sweet. Yeah, that is me too. <laughs> well, um, before we wrap up, I have a story that was emailed into us, and again, you can email listener stories or any feedback you have for the show to hauntedvisionspodcast at gmail dot com. But um, one of our listeners, Chelsea, sent us a story. And um, it was pretty cool. We've got quite a few stories. So if you haven't heard your story yet and you've sent it to us, please be patient. We try to read one story per podcast. We're starting to get a lot of them now. And that's great. And we will definitely get around to reading off your stories. And we really appreciate that. And again, um, email them to to me and Brandy at our Gmail account. Or you can message us individually through Facebook. And I promise I will be launching a Twitter account this week. And I know that I, you know, being a millennial, I guess I should already be a part of this century and have a Twitter account. But Mm. it's kind of in a weird way. I don't know why nothing else scares me, but Twitter seems daunting. But I'm going to nail it down and we'll figure it out. And I'll tell you where you guys can go to follow us then afterwards, too. But anyway, here is Chelsea's story. She says, I want to start by saying this might be long. I will send a couple at a time. I have a few stories to tell. Here's two for now. When I was about five, my brother and I, we will call him Alan, was about four, and my brother Thomas, and we we will call him, was about three, and I have a sister, but she never lived with us. She lived with my grandmother, and I only visited. Nothing ever happened to her, though. Anyway, me and my brothers all shared a bedroom in a little condo complex in Maryland. My parents would put us to bed and swear they'd hear giggling and playing. They'd check on us, and we'd be asleep. My parents just kind of brushed it off. Maybe they were hearing things. Maybe our walls were thin and they could hear the neighbor kids or something like that. My little brother Thomas had a thing for trains and all his toys were trains. 
He had the specific toy that took batteries and would light up and make sounds depending on what button you pushed. One night, my dad hears the giggling and the playing, and he wakes up and hears the train toy going off. He comes into the room, sees us sleeping, and thinks we just ran into bed really quick. He wakes us up and tells us to stop playing and to leave the toys alone and go to bed. After that toy went out, went off again, my dad thought we were fake sleeping all the other times too, just trying to stay up late and play. So my dad took all the batteries out of every electronic toy we had. Kind of as we try to stay up late and play with these now. These next nights, my dad and mom put us to bed and they would stay up a little bit eventually and go to bed. My mom and dad wake up in the middle of the night and that train is going off. My dad walks into our room and sees us sleeping and the toy train is in the middle of our bedroom floor just going off with lights blinking and sounds going off. No batteries in the toy whatsoever. My dad tries to make a reason for for it. The toy's wires are messed up. My dad is a skeptic, of course. Right. A couple weeks later, after this incident, me and my mom and my brother Alan are staying up late watching TV with my mom when we hear giggling coming from the stairs. We all look over and see two shadows of a little boy and a girl bounding down the steps and laughing. (laughs) Right? Sage it! Sage it! Right. Get the salt! Anything. (laughs) I remember seeing the shadows so clearly. I was so scared. My mom saw it too. My mom has had enough after that though. We sleep with her all that night. She finally thinks we have a ghost problem. The next morning I go to school and my mom walks around the house after setting my brothers up for a nap and she walks around saying, if you're good, you can stay here, but if you're bad, you need to leave. You can't stay here and scare me and my family. I won't let harm come to them. If you're good and have no ill intentions, you can stay, but you are not welcomed here if you have any ill will towards this house or my family. My parents never heard us playing at night again. We never saw the shadows, and our toys never went off again. Me and my mom talk about it sometimes, but my dad just brushes it off. Of course, dad wants no part of it, it sounds like. Right. sounds like he's in denial and things are better now, so he just doesn't want to deal with it. My mom told me over time, her saying that in the house, I don't remember ever playing with the children or ever seeing them except these shadows, and sometimes me and my mom ponder why they were there. Did they really have bad intentions or was what my mom said strong enough to get them to stop? Who knows? So that's her story. Yeah, that's weird. Some weird stuff going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm glad at least they stopped and they actually listened because a lot of times if someone has the courage, you know, or the cojones to say something, sometimes that aggravates spirits. And as... um, Diane and Denise from History Goes Bump podcast would say, don't tempt the spirits. Yeah. So anyway, but that's our show and we hope you guys enjoyed it. And we've got some special Halloween episodes coming up for you. Um, One of them I will post on our Facebook group page for Haunted Visions a little, a couple teaser photos of what's going to be released next Monday. And you guys voted and we listened. So we're going to give you what you wanted cool yeah all right everybody so that's it today for uh haunted visions and marie laveau uh rachel you got anything to add stay spooky thank you everybody have a great one bye-bye